0: Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with the regional manager, Ken Campbell. I'm Dylan Waugh, the assistant to the regional manager. And today we're going to be talking about the draft, free agency, and trades because we're unique like that.
1: Yeah, nobody else is talking about nobody that stuff. Nobody else is talking about this
0: <laughs> stuff. You got to come here for this sort of hard hitting information. <laughs> Stick around, it's going to be an awesome episode. Ken, how was
1: Montreal? Well, let's see. I, I went with my wife.
0: Oh, so that just yeah, that just
1: sucks. Well, <laughs> it sucks. You know, like uh it's kinda like it's kind of like the difference between Ozzy Osborne and <sighs> Ozzy and Harriet, the guy in Ozzy and Harriet. <laughs> Yeah, like you're Ozzy Osbourne when your wife's not around and you're the Ozzy guy from Ozzy and Harriet when your wife's around. Right. So I kind of had to act like that. We had to go cycling. I you love
0: cycling. I fell.
1: Oh, I noticed that. Yeah, nice, eh? Look at sweet, that, eh? Sweet, For the viewers at home. There you go.
0: Yeah, yeah there you go. Big
1: fat thing going.
0: Yeah, yeah. she's so got a bruise underneath, too. I
1: know. It's weird, Hey, eh? It's wild. Almost it's, looks like he played goalie. And that one will turn a couple of different colors, I think, before we're finished. But anyway But you so, love cycling. I do love cycling. <laughs> but I don't like cycling with my wife. <laughs> Oh, God, you can't get going. Yeah, She's yeah. got to, like, point everything. Oh, look at this. Let's stop for this. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's take a picture. No, <laughs> let's just get on our bikes and get a workout in here. <laughs>
0: you sound like a seven-year-old. <laughs> look, I just want to get on my bike and ride, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm going to get on my <laughs> get big on my wheel. bike and ride, yeah. as
1: Queen says. Yeah. Just get on your bike and ride. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, well, we won't. I'll, I'll I'll skip the falsetto.
1: So anyways, uh Montreal was great. Um yeah. It's they, like... They maybe ads, my favorite city in the world. It's one of mine too. Yeah. Absolutely one of mine. Like yeah. my three when I was traveling yeah. like from city to city, my three favorite cities in the NHL. Saint in Louis. No real particular art. Yeah, St. Louis, Atlanta, Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Scottsdale's awesome. Um, no, um, my three favorite cities were in no particular order, Montreal, New York, Chicago.
0: I mean, and with, three pretty good and, cities and
1: one like and a real dark horse pittsburgh really yeah lots of great bars lots going on yeah yeah like it's got a real good vibe to it yeah i, I love pittsburgh I interesting love pittsburgh. yeah
0: so anywho, well i mean like montreal and when i say one of my favorite cities like i mean maybe like in the world mm-hmm. like a lot like I, I the caveat gets thrown on Montreal all the time which is like oh it's like a great North American city it's a great city in North America yeah but like I, I would say internationally I would say that if you offered me well I never go I've only been to Nice once or twice mm-hmm. but it's like if you offered me a plane ticket to Nice and a, a via rail ticket to Montreal I would think about it
1: yeah especially now it's the airports the way they are yeah,
0: well, yes. <laughs>
1: that was a big deal For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to my fellow scribes. (laughs) Okay. A small piece of advice from a dinosaur no one gives a shit
0: about your travel problems. (laughs) i know no as, one cares us schlubs are reading it going like oh no well, you true. went to the draft it's and true you-
1: nobody cares that you're hung up at the airport <laughs> nobody cares that they lost your bags i've traveled to cover this game for the better part of 30 years and i always viewed it as a privilege right i always viewed it as a privilege i still view it as a privilege when i get a chance to do it yeah and to me long lineups lost bags canceled flights that's all part of the job. Cost of admission. Suck it
0: up. Nobody cares that your flight is delayed. I'm pretty sure. It's funny. that it's just, I'm pretty sure that about 80% of who listens to us are writers. Really? I just, I get that feeling that we're like, we're kind of like, this is going to sound so cocky, but we're kind of like the Norm Macdonald of like podcasts
1: that would be great where it's sort it of like that. it's
0: like not a lot of like yeah. broad you know <laughs> notoriety yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the people who you know what i mean we're like the
1: arizona coyotes the people who like us really like us we just gotta find more of <laughs> them just they're freaks we just gotta then find is what more. you're saying if,
0: if it's the arizona coyotes no no we
1: just like yeah. the, the, in those little places those little fan bases the people who love those teams they yeah. just love that the crap out of them yeah but they just need like
0: three hundred dollars a ticket yeah
1: they would do that but they just need they just need more of them
0: they just need more by the way that was my vindication eh? i mean we didn't say it on the podcast Eh? but yeah well we're canadian so um when uh when they were talking about the moving moving the arizona coyotes right my guess i told you i said that it could work financially and my guesstimate was if they could do about 250 bucks a ticket
1: At 5,000 tickets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing about 300 bucks a ticket. Yeah. So I was 50 bucks off my estimate on what the operational costs and all the rest of it for the Arizona Coyotes were. I should be a, 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 what do they call it? A forensic accountant. Yeah. Sure you should. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go from that to what you're doing now to doing that. I bet you'd be really good at it. (laughs)
0: Perfect. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Montreal was great. Montreal was great. Montreal was. um, There, people. Everybody who said that it should be the permanent site of the draft was absolutely right um it was the the, the atmosphere was incredible yeah um everybody was into it you know they booed Batman when they were supposed to they <laughs> cheered they did that you know everything and it was really really good it was really well done yeah and you know montreal's a great city to begin with so it's not hard to have a good time there
0: so i i had friends that were but in- i'm not taking my
1: wife every year wife <laughs> Like just because it's a four-hour drive she's away, not
0: bothering listening to you on a podcast. She's not she barely's
1: going to listen to you at home. Yeah, no, <laughs> nope. She's not listening to this.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I, I had uh, friends that were in the stands mm-hmm. that said that they loved it. Yeah, I had friends that were on the floor. Yep. You know, media that said that they loved it, and yep. you went. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Pow! Got him. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So should we then start by talking about the draft? Right. So first of all, our apologies. I I tweeted it out, but uh, Rogers, as those that know, went down. We were planning on doing a podcast from, essentially, Ken would be on the draft floor and I'd be here in uh, Mission Control. Mission Control. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. Scarborough, we have a problem. (laughs) Scarborough, Um, we have lots
1: of problems.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But amazing restaurants are not one. No. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Just a hidden gem of restaurants here be honest yeah anyways um, anyways yeah let's keep going keep so uh you know our apologies for not doing that so we're not gonna go into the nitty-gritty all that stuff because i'm sure you've listened to 35 podcasts that have already gone into the all the nitty-gritty of everything we're just going to talk about plus i wasn't
1: paying attention well enough well
0: i wasn't paying attention because i didn't have internet yeah. so i like you roger's know that, evil empire yeah 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 well anyways um so take that Sportsnet. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if the Wi-Fi went out at the Bell Center? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I remember once. I remember once when I was uh, covering the Leafs and they were playing. Uh, the Leafs were playing the Capitals in the Verizon. What was then the Verizon Center? I think right. it was or something. I don't know. I think it was Verizon Center. Anyways, they called up. It was like when you still had to call up when they were doing a review or something. Yeah. And the phone didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And Curtis Joseph made a joke about that. That was pretty good.
0: Oh, well, Cujo's known for his quick wit. He is. Yes. He is. Um, So we're going to talk about the first four. Mm. Shane Wright, as everyone expected, out of the top three, just as we all had predicted. Yep, just as we, for the (laughs) last two years, everybody's been nailing that one. So let's start off. Top of the top of the list, Slavkovsky. Yep. What did you think of the Slavkovsky pick? What did you think was going through Kent Hughes's mind?
1: Well, okay.
0: or Hugo, as it were.
1: <laughs> I I guess I I I I'm loath to say, yeah, great pick, bad pick, right. this kind of pick, that kind of pick. Cause I've all I've been to a, at least 25 drafts, maybe 30. I follow this, you know, I follow it afterwards and there's a pretty, there's pretty much an established pattern in almost every draft. Right. Right. And so there's going to be a couple of guys in the top 10 that aren't going to work out. Yep. Uh, And then there's going to be a guy that was picked in the sixth round who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. And then there's going to be a guy who's now playing for the Oakville Blades. (laughs) <laughs> and wasn't even drafted and yeah. is going to be a great player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I, I really like, and I just like, I don't like, I'm not going to sit here and say, this is a good pick. This is a bad pick. When there are people who make their livings and their lives and they watch these yeah. players play a hundred a little bit of insufficient
0: year. information yeah, to exactly. go off so, of for that, but, yeah. but
1: anyways, I, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. And, and I, what I can tell you is, what I was hearing from those people, yeah. what I was hearing from those scouts. And a lot of those scouts that I talked to before the draft were saying, you know, there's something not, there, he's not dynamic. Shane Wright, I'm Shane talking Wright. about. Yeah, yeah. Shane Wright, yeah. He's not dynamic. Yeah. He wasn't good this year. Um, he missed the whole year. He was a lot better in the second half of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's also and, on the they, Kingston
0: Frontenacs, which is not a.
1: Well, they, no, they're a pretty good team this year. They were yeah. pretty good. They were pretty good. But like most 18 year olds, would give their left you know what to have n- what 92 points in 64 games yeah of course you know what i mean um yeah. arm. so so i think i think it yeah arm yeah <laughs> I, but but i think i think that he was a victim of expectation Yep. and the oh, expecta- 100%. the expectation was you know and then and then you start to pick apart things you start to find things that are wrong yeah and he misses a year yep. you know and, yep. and, and stuff so um but i just you know the scouts i talked to they were all like, you know, we'd go and watch him play. We'd say, he didn't do much. And then I'd talk, he's, the guy would say, I'd talk to a guy who watched him two nights later and I'd say, hey, how was he then? And same thing. Yeah. So I I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Shane Wright is now going to go on a 31 city barnstorming tour with the Seattle Kraken yeah. to shove it up everybody's butt. You know, like that. that death stare- was pretty cool. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe he just says, you know, screw it. Yeah. I am going to show all these people that they were wrong. Yeah. I'm going to play with a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. He might. I, I don't know. Uh Slavkovsky, it's interesting because if you talk to Craig Ramsey, who coaches the Slovak national team,
0: yeah. he
1: will say, I I can tell you why it's why he was picked first. Right. You know, he he went, he had like one goal in a month and a half in in Finland this year. Yeah. In league play. But it's
0: different. They don't Top play. Top five they, hockey league in the world as well. It is. It's a very yeah. good league. Yeah.
1: They don't play as much. Yeah. You know, if you're a young guy, you tend to get put in a defensive role. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. They roll four lines. Like in Sweden and Finland, like they just roll four lines, right? They don't. Yeah. It's so, but I mean, you know, you look at him, what he did in the Olympics, you look at what he did in the world championship and yeah. boy, oh boy. I mean, you, that's, it's hard to argue with that level of play in, in those situations. Both of them, both of which are kind of watered down a bit. I mean, the Olympics wasn't. It wasn't true. Wasn't best it on what best. we were. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't best on best. Neither is a world championship, but I mean, for an 18 year old to come in and do that. And I think, you know, I think they met with him and Jeff Molson met with him on like the, couple of days before the draft and they were really, they were really impressed by his level of, of maturity. Yeah. But then you know what? Like I've seen more guys get fooled by interviewing players. Yeah. Like I've always said, I've always said, give me the dumbest guy in the draft. Give me that guy. I want the guy who can't add two plus two. Right. I want that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care if he's dumb. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't. But I know a lot of ga- teams and a lot of scouts and a lot of GMs who have gotten snowed by a guy who comes through in an interview and he sounds like he's going to be the greatest guy ever and he is a great guy, mm. but then it turns out he can't play. The flip I, side I, of
0: that is, didn't somebody want to fight Yakupov? Didn't Brian Burke want to fight Yakupov after the Yakupov interview? Yeah, something like There's that. There's a story about that. Yeah, yeah. So did you hear about uh, Kent Hughes's injury at, at the draft rate, after making that pick, that Slavkovsky pick. Yeah, he he <laughs> had an injury. What was it? He sprained his ankle. Do you do you know how he did that? No. He fell off of his giant testicles. Wow. <laughs> sprained his ankle. Wow.
1: Yeah, you went a long way for that one, eh, buddy. I
0: <laughs> had to take the long really? road around. The long, yeah. Hook line and sinker on yeah, that one, yeah. baby. <laughs> so no, no. But joking, joking aside. Yeah. Um, I wondered this. Okay. I, I, all things being equal, I would have taken Shane Wright. I've also seen talking about people being fooled. I've seen people being fooled by a great world juniors or a great world championship or yep. whatever. Like it's yep. just a great showing yep. in a tournament. And then all of a sudden everybody's all, you know, clamoring all over each other to, to get that player. But Kirby doc was the trade and we will talk about trades later. And I kind of wonder if uh they if if they were basically pursuing Kirby Doc and Patrick Line. And they were yeah. like, whichever one we get, yeah, we'll draft the opposite of that player. <laughs> so if okay. we get if we can get Kirby Doc, yeah, yeah. then we're drafting Slavkovsky. And if we can uh-huh. get Patrick Line, then we're gonna draft Shane Wright. Okay. Because I think that, and we will talk about the trade more, but I just think that they're probably thinking to themselves, Kirby Doc has had a couple years of very uh disappointing but uh very disappointing of, uh, very
1: disappointing
0: of development he's had a couple of years yeah. of development yeah. in yeah. in uh, chicago yeah and you know is is kirby doc when he was drafted how does he compare to shane wright at 18 right and so yeah, why yeah. not get 21 year old shane wright mm-hmm. as in kirby doc and so i i just think that there's that i mean something that a friend of mine texted me as well though before the draft was um he's the least buddy least fan and he he goes uh he goes, yeah, you guys should definitely get Slavkovsky. I remember when uh, when the tro- choice in Toronto was a boring centre that, you know, who cares? He's just so boring compared to a really out there winger who scores lots of goals. Masters referring to line, Matthews and line yeah, line yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah. well, it's pretty obvious choice now, you know, yeah. in hindsight. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know... Uh, let do you do you have more to say on Slavkovsky, well, or do you want to move I, on to the two? I do two? have one more
1: thing to say on Slavkovsky that, that does that does concern me, and that is that I don't think you ever, ever unless it's unless it's an exceptional player, you don't draft to fill a position. Yes. And I think the last time the Canadians did that, they regretted it.
0: Well the last when they three draft times. Yes,
1: very Kakanami. And now I'm thinking. And did, did, yeah, up. and and now I'm thinking, did they Envision their top line being Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, and your Slavkovsky.
0: That's what Slavkovsky said.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that would concern me. However, I do think the guy is—he's a beast. Yeah. They need, you know, like they need some size. Um, and I mean Shane Wright's got good size,
0: but Slavkovsky's probably fairly can't miss though.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah.
0: Shane Wright. Shane Wright will maybe be a number one center, probably be a number two center, mm-hmm. but you could might see him, be a number three center, but you could might, see him slipping to be a three or four. He, he
1: might, no, I don't think he'll be four. Well, I think he has a chance to be an elite number three, like an elite number three.
0: Sure. A- or a good number two. Yeah. My, you know? my thing about always the Nick Benino, whereas your mm-hmm. Nick Benino, right? If you mm-hmm. want to win a cup. Mm-hmm. But anyways, my my point is, is that Shane Wright, there was a pretty varied set of outcomes. Whereas your Slavkovsky, I think that if you were to, what like a 90% chance he he becomes a top six winger yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: maybe better yeah if we maybe 90% for a top line winger and like you know 99% for a top six winger so I think there's also there is a little bit of like it's the safer pick even though it's not the um Slavkovsky Slavkovsky no I no I have to just you don't think so
1: no I think Shane Wright was the safe pick
0: and you Shane talked Wright about him falling because off his big
1: testicles. And that's because he went with the not safe pick. Shane
0: Wright was a safe pick because he was the consensus pick.
1: Right. Yeah. And, well, also, until the and end. also because he may not get much better, but you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a guy yeah. who's gonna be an industrious, two-way, although yeah. I think like to when I've talked to scouts too, like that this whole business of him being this defensively conscious guy is a little bit that that it's that's overrated little, yeah there's a little bit of gilding the lily there and like <laughs> people are sort of thinking that this guy's going to be patrice bergeron when
0: well it's saying anybody's going to be patrice bergeron is is dangerous but um, the the comparable i got was nick suzuki yeah and uh-huh. because the comparable i got was was nick suzuki the person that i thought montreal might be taking a close look at was uh, logan cooley right Right. But let's let's jump on to number two. Mm-hmm. We've taken up a lot of time with Slavkovsky. Let's yeah. let's jump on to number two. Uh, Nemich,
1: yeah, Simon Nemich, yeah. Simon
0: Nemich, uh, pretty clearly the best defenseman in this draft class. Yep, yeah, I think he was better. Was, yeah, I
1: think he's better than Jurasek. Yeah,
0: I think there was considered a bit of a divide. Juracek, yeah, yeah, between yep. him and the next yep. group of two or three. Yeah, uh, the thing and and funny that you said drafting for position for the Montreal Canadiens because the, my first thought. With the New Jersey Devils taking Nemec, is that they're drafting for a position? Hmm. That that was my first thought. Interesting. Well, I was talking to Tom Fitzgerald
1: after the draft, and he was saying that. Who? I'm just kidding. Yeah, he w- he was saying that they really, really again leaned on, um, uh, Craig Ramsey on that pick too. Right. They talked to him very. They talked to him a lot. And they and and they put a lot of a lot of um, credence into his opinion on this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and so. so and so you think that by saying that you're saying that they don't think, you don't think that they're drafting for position. No, they, I think, no, I don't think who they. Are. They thought I, was yeah. the second best. Player yeah, I mean, available.
1: And, and you look, you look down the, you look down the down the line at this team, and you know you've got a you've got a top three defense core of. Uh Dougie Hamilton, Luke Hughes, and Simon Nemich. Pretty good place to start, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So is there much else to say on, on Nemich? No. Um, you know, I, I guess Yeah, I just to me, I I'm not 100 percent sold on Luke Hughes yet, although his his uh You're not? No, not one hundred percent you're not really no huh. we'll, we'll see well you should watch the games, my friend <laughs> no, but you know you you know what it's um it's a it's a tough position there's a lot that goes into being a defenseman, yeah, but uh
1: yeah, I, and it was tough for Scott Niedemeyer for a while too. And then he got really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not, it was really tough.
0: It was really tough for Chris Pronger the first couple of years. Look, I think that the chances that Luke Hughes becomes an excellent defenseman in the NHL are better than the chances of him falling off the face of the earth. But I'm just saying that I'm like, you know what I mean? If, if I'm looking at my team and, uh, and Dougie Hamilton, of course, being older now as well with the young team coming up. Right. You know, I'm just, I don't think that it's so crazy to say that Simo Nebich, you know, Maybe they had him hand in hand with Logan Cooley, and they thought, ah, "Let's right. uh, let's take the defenseman." Right. right. Yeah. So let's go to number three, Logan Cooley, Arizona Coyotes. Boy, that brings some fun to the desert. It does. That brings some fun to the desert. Yeah,
1: and and there's there's people who who would have told you before the draft that this guy might be the best of them. So this guy might be the best of me. He's a dynamic skater, very offensive.
0: His um, hands yeah. are outrageous. Yeah. Yep. His stick handling looks like Trevor's egress, yep, which is a good thing. <laughs> sorts to yeah, yeah. say, yeah, yeah, right. His hands are outrageous, his skating is outrageous, a little bit undersized, but I mean, like, who cares, yeah, right? No, like, no. um, you know, the mold is being thrown out, which is great. Uh, my thought was that Montreal might go for Logan Cooley, considering the fact that if Shane Wright is like, uh, is like another. There's a male mosquito there. That's just the biggest bug I've ever seen in my the, life. Male mosquitoes don't bite, though. Oh, they don't, right? Eh? No, okay. females only feed on blood to when they produce eggs. Okay, interestingly. Interestingly, yeah. okay. So you're killing a mother. I didn't kill it. No, when you, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, You're killing a mother. All right. Yeah, you psycho. <laughs> um, I thought that Montreal might go for Logan Cooley because you've you've got Nick Suzuki already. Yep. And then you've got a situation where you've got an elite defensive, an elite offensive center potentially. Right. Uh. But yeah, I I like Logan Cooley a lot. I'm very, very high on him.
1: Well, I, and I like that he's gonna be going to the University of Minnesota for probably at least a year. He should, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like and, that. And especially
0: and just, for his size to be an NCAA program where they he's gonna be hitting that, hitting the old pumping some iron, as it were.
1: Well, yeah, they play on weekends and they and they they practice and work out during the week. Yeah, know? yeah.
0: So That's going to be great. Now, uh, finally, in this draft, let's talk about Seattle Kraken drafting Shane Wright.
1: Right. Correct. Correct. Right. I mean,
0: Um, they've just got to be like, well, I, it was the
1: start. It was actually the start of two very good days for Seattle. My question with Ron Francis is,
0: did the horseshoe come out this way uh, or uh, did he uh, have uh, to uh, angle uh, it out? (laughs) That's my question.
1: Well, it was the start of two very good days because like, like I don't follow these prospects like I used to, but from what I've been, from what I could gather from those who do, Seattle did well. Seattle did really well. I've heard that myself. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so it was the start of two good days for them. Yeah. You know? And, and what I think, like, to me, to me, the smartest thing that the Seattle Kraken could do is sign Logan Cooley to an entry-level contract, give him a signing bonus. Shane Wright, you mean. Oh, yeah, sorry. Shane Wright. Yeah. Give him a signing bonus. Give him seven or eight games in the NHL. Send them back to Kingston.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard the idea of sending him back to the OHL. Uh my concern there he's, is that he's he not might too have, good for the OHL. He's not too good. You don't think that he's bored?
1: No, I don't think so. No, okay. he's got a I yeah, I mean he's there's you know, he could play in the world juniors, he could, you know, it would be I think it would be an outstanding thing for him
0: yeah. to go back and play
1: junior. I want to talk about the fifth pick too.
0: Oh, let's talk about the fifth pick. I've Just, got very little to say on the on the subject. Yeah, cutter goche. Cutter Goche. Yeah, of the
1: Philadelphia Flyers?
0: Yeah of, yeah. of of the uh the program.
1: The program. But here's here's like because I got have a good story on this.
0: Oh, okay, good. I have a really good story
1: about this. I want to hear it. Okay, so Cutter Goche, first of all, a guy who rocketed up the, the charts too. Yes. Another yeah. guy who was, you know, maybe wasn't being talked about this highly uh in in the past, you know, until sort of quite recently. Yep. Right. But anyways. So I used to work at a paper in Sudbury, newspaper in Sudbury, which is my hometown. Cutter Goche's father, Sean, was the goalie for the AAA midget team. Really? In that city. So I knew, I know Sean. Right. And so I saw him on, after the draft. Yeah. On, uh, on, uh, on Friday night. Yeah. And so we chatted and everything. And it's like Cutter. And I said, is Cutter, like, what is that? And he goes, well, his mother-in-law, Sean Gojie's mother-in-law, when he was in Sweden, she was visiting and she saw this term in a, in a Swedish cookbook. And she thought, that's a great name. And they thought, what a great name. So they called him Cutter. Huh. It's got nothing to do with apropos and nothing, right? Right. And so they called him Cutter.
0: And I'm like, oh, Cool. Cutter was the bad guy that did that turned good at the end of Ants. Okay, great. The Woody Allen movie? Oh yeah. No,
1: I haven't seen it. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways.
0: That's that's where I thought he
1: got it from. No, no, he got it from this. <laughs> yeah. And anyways, so uh where was I? Uh, so I I go to my buddy Ufe Bodin from Sweden. Right. And I said, "Hey, um so anyways,
0: when you're cooking Yeah, Swedish, like, what's the
1: deal? What's the deal here with what's this cutter? What's the deal with this cutter thing? He goes, hmm. He says, I don't know. Yeah. He says, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. He says, the only word that's close to it is catter, which means cats. And I said, well, you're not going to find that in a Swedish cookbook, are you? I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's like, he doesn't even know.
0: <laughs> like, it's, it's a big mystery. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't cook, though. No, I, well, I think he would know it. You, have to, you, you asked an NHL scout about a, a cookbook. No, no, he's not cooking. an NHL scout. He's a fellow oh, okay. journalist. Oh, okay. So
1: anyways, he said, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm. I'm." He says, I'm as bewildered by it as everybody
0: else. So uh, it's this funny because I asked you, wow. I, I asked you, I was like, I was like, I was, before the podcast started, I was like, I said, like, give us a tidbit. Give us a tidbit from the draft that like, you're not going to get anywhere else. And you're like, oh, Dylan, I've got no tidbits. No, that no, was like five minute story on Cutter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on Cutter well, Goche, go.
1: and he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be a good player. Yeah. He's good. He's been mo- he's been moved from left wing to center, going to Boston College next year. Um, I just love the kid's moxie. I just he de- he's really confident without yeah. being an arse. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like he just really has it going. Yeah, and yeah, he's got
0: Sudbury connections, so he's he's. So he's good in your book. He's good in my book. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's excellent. So do you want to go on to trades or free agency? Let's do trades. I don't care. You don't care, eh? (laughs) Let's take a look at some of the trades. So first trade we've got to look at, because we've already sort of alluded to it, is um, Montreal flips uh, Alexander Romanov and I think a third, like the 98th overall. No, didn't they? No, no, they flip... Romanov and a pick to get the 13th 13th pick and then flip the 13th pick. Yeah. yeah. uh, To um, the uh, New York Islanders. Correct. And then, which I was like, wow. Then they flipped the 13th and another pick for Kirby Doc. And I was like, oh, that's what we did with that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's quite the wheeling and dealing, no? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, tell me what you think about it. I hate this trade. Tell me why. I hate it. Okay, tell me why. I hate this trade. The, the, like you
1: don't trade a young defenseman. Yeah. You don't. What happened the last time that the, the Canadians traded a promising young Russian defenseman for an underachieving forward? What was the last what happened the last oh, time they did that?
0: Gee, I don't know. There's two oh, Stanley gee, Cups involved. Gee, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm not saying that Romanov is as good as Sergeyev, but when Romanov hits you. Like... You stay hit. Well, your whole family feels it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that guy. And he loved... Like, I was talking to some of the Montreal guys. He loved playing there. Mm. He'd be out 20 minutes early every practice.
0: I can tell you that. He loved yeah.
1: playing there. He was into it. He wanted to make it... He wanted to be part of the solution. Yeah. He was a good player. He played hard. He hit. He did, you know... And he had his warts, whatever. But I hate this trade. I hate it. And I'm going to say it right now. I hate it. And I think it's going to be a disaster.
0: I think... And this is just my my little conspiracy theory brain coming in on this. I think that this was a little bit of getting rid of Burj Van's pet project.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. Then you throw then then that is the that is the textbook definition of throwing the baby out with the bathwater.
0: I I would agree with you. Uh. So I jumped around. Um. Natural stat trick on Kirby Doc. Yeah. And. I didn't find anything redeeming.
1: No, he's been not, not good. No,
0: no, but I'm I'm saying yeah. I started off with broad. Yeah. Like shot share, yeah, Corsi yeah, share, yeah, yeah. expected goals for percentage, right. stuff like that. Right. And then the I got more and more specific, individual scoring chances created, stuff like that. Like I got more and more specific and I couldn't find anything in publicly available data. Yeah. Now, they have AI machine learning data that they that they collect from, from Sport Logic, and sure uh, ClearSight Analytics. Sure they do, yeah. Not, but like, every team, almost every team in the NHL is. About. I don't know what you're talking about. My point is, is that I couldn't find anything redeeming on Kirby Doc. Right, right. Now, does
1: that mean that Kirby not, Doc does not big, become a good player? He's big and not physical. He doesn't win draws. He hasn't progressed. He hasn't developed. He's the poster child for being uh, put into an NHL situation way too early before he was able to handle it. Yeah. And you know what? If this is uh, if this is Martin St. Louis' quest and, you know, this is why he's in Montreal. please
0: follow that
1: star, he, <laughs> no matter how
0: hopeless, no matter he, how far. I, Don Quixote. Yeah, I know. The I man know. of La Mancha. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know every word of the song. Yeah, don't you want me to continue? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I do not. You had this look on your face that said, "Please go on." I did, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Wow, you had this look um, on your face like I'm about to strangle you, <laughs> and you'll never sing again. But anyways, wow, you just gave me a good idea. Uh, anyway, <laughs>
1: anywho, <laughs>
0: I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring some dental floss to the next podcast. <laughs> 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 so up next Garrett we're talking about Garrett Sparks no I'm going to Garrett you <laughs> so anyhow um,
1: yeah like if this is if this is why they brought Martes into the Wien and he can do it then great good on him but
0: they trust and, their development yeah yeah right like that's what the, that's yeah. what they're saying what they're saying is is that they trust their ability to rehab a player they do well, well
1: like but what what evidence do they have
0: uh, I mean, they've hired some good people. Cole Caulfield getting one goal before yeah, the year right, and right. then being like third in rookie scoring yeah, yeah, by okay. the end of the year, okay, right? Yeah.
1: But that's just doing like, that in like two months. Yeah, but that's just like, that's like, that's like, just like go out and play.
0: I know. You know, I know. what no, I mean? It's, like, you know what? It's like the Francois Lerner thing. It's like when
1: Barry Melrose had Stephen Stankos, and then when Barry Melrose <laughs> left, Stephen Stankos was really good in his rookie year. Yeah.
0: I, I, I just. Um, it's it's Francois Allaire, right? Dined out on training Patrick Waugh right, right. for his entire career. Oh, he had a
1: lot of age Gary. He had a, he had some good I mean Waugh was a, was a crown yeah. jewel, but yeah. Anyways, I hate this trade. I hate yeah. it and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend I like it yeah. when I don't. Um I think it's a bad trade and I think it's I think it's gonna be I think it's not gonna end well. The, and, bottom, and the bottom line I, for the Montreal I, I stand to totally be corrected and I'll eat my words if he ends up being a really good player, but
0: I, I think that he could wind up being a good player, uh, but it's gonna it's gonna take something, some doing. But the bottom line with this trade is is that uh Romanov is a left shot defenseman. Yep. That is currently good. Yep. not currently great. Right. Uh and may or may not develop into great.
1: May and may not develop into wait, great, wait, but may develop but,
0: into Vladimir Konstantinov, but, which is really damn good. But but he is one of like three or four left shot defensemen that the Montreal Canadiens right. have in their organization. Right, they, they're stocked and and they've got and guys so, coming up. And yeah. so do you turn around and, and like like if Jordan Harris, for example, seems pretty set to be an yeah. excellent left shot defenseman. Yeah, uh, looked excellent last year in the few games that he played, and. But he'd be a harder sell. Hey, uh, Jordan Harris for your thirteenth overall, get bent. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so you got to turn around and you just say, well, how much do I like Jordan Harris and Alexander Romanov? Maybe you like them the same. Maybe even like Romanov a little bit more. But at the end of the day, uh, if that's the move you make, then that's the move you make. And and I just I I see Romanov as very good. I like him. I've written a lot of articles about him this year and the little subtleties that he's added to his game. He he used to just hit people. Yeah. Now he leads with a stick and hits. Yeah. yeah. And so even when he misses the hit, he knocks the puck off the stick a lot. Like he's getting smarter. Um, Martin St. Louis opened him up a lot offensively, yeah. which he was very good offensively when he joined the Montreal Canadiens.
1: Right, right. And then,
0: yeah. you know, certain uh, directions of the team said, no, we don't like offensive flair from really anybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We hate goals.
0: We hate goals on this team. Yeah. yeah, yeah For yeah, and against. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And uh so I like Romanov. I, I I wouldn't disagree with anything you're saying on Romanov. I guess my point is is that I don't think that they're any more certain that Romanov will become a top four defenseman than they are that Jordan Harris becomes a top four defenseman than they are that J- uh, Jaden Struble becomes a top four defenseman than they are that uh, Baron becomes yeah, a Justin top Barron? Justin Baron yeah. becomes a top four. You know, I mean, Caden the Gooley, Gooley, they know is going to be a top four defenseman. Kate, right, Caden Gouli is going to be a
1: top pairing defenseman. But even How did I forget if <laughs> even even if like Romanov is in your five six, yeah, and he plays. 18 minutes a game and he plays physical and plays shutdown and stuff like that. Like, I just don't see the value. I know. I, know. I don't see trading that value. I don't see it. This for, is always for the what joke. You're getting back for what you're getting back. I
0: don't see it. This is always the joke with NHL teams, which is when a prospect becomes expendable because they think that they are, have, they have another prospect mm-hmm. of that caliber. They it's, it's like, yeah. Oh, well we've got a blue chip defensive prospect and I'm now thinking about the Sergachev trade, right. and they felt that Noah Julson was a blue chip defensive prospect at the time. Yeah, you were you were searching around. He's an unrestricted
1: free agent. No, he just right got now. signed by Vancouver. Oh no, he got yeah. signed by Vancouver. Okay, um, yeah. Anyways,
0: uh, they thought that Noah Julson was a blue chip defensive prospect, and so they're like, "Well, we don't need two of those." And it's like, "Well, maybe two is good." Maybe five is good. Yeah. maybe eight is good. yeah,
1: exactly. what, what do you th- what do you think? like every trade deadline? uh yeah, what's your biggest need? Oh yeah, we need a good uh, uh four, four number
0: four defenseman. Insider story, insider story. Montreal passed on Quinn Hughes because quote, well, it's not actually a quote, but it's a friend of mine that is in the know. Yeah. they already had a small defenseman in Victor Mete. We don't need two small defensemen. And all small defensemen are the same small defenseman. Yeah. Victor Mete, who just who just got not qualified by the Juggernaut Ottawa, Ottawa Senators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on from the Montreal Canadians talk before uh before yeah. we piss off everybody else. Uh Toronto managed to get rid of Peter Mrazek for losing thirteen places in the draft,
1: and they get praised for it. <laughs> and they get praised for it. Way to go, so, Toronto, way to go! You moved down thirteen spots to get rid of a goalie. Toronto Good job. currently
0: has no goalies on the team. Cal Shelgren or, or Shelgren or whatever. yeah. Is, yeah, is, yeah but yeah, like, yeah. come on! Like they got they've got no goalies on the team, right? Right. we'll get into that i suppose come come free agency talk right uh yeah i mean it was a lot of money it was a lot of contract for peter morazic it was and it was so i i you know what i fall under the category of praising them for it why
1: why why do you praise them for it,
0: it okay it was a bad I, signing know, it, it was, was a, a bad, bad signing. signing you're right you're and it right was it was a, a bad signing. signing when it was done it was a, it you're right you're right. Yeah. I'm so not disagreeing you with you, but I'm just it, this I would have prayed okay. But it would have been easier to praise him for it if it wasn't the same GM yeah, yeah. that did the signing like if this was like if this was like, uh, like, like Lamarillo like an signing of, and then But Dubas. this is like an episode of Gilligan's
1: Island <laughs> or Scooby Doo. Right? He screws everything up and then he fixes it all and it's like, Oh, you're the hero. Yeah. What like what? Come on. No, no, I um I can't believe that he was universally praised for that yeah um yeah and now I hope nobody remembers who signed him what was was the strength of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the last five years goaltending no but but, that's good though no it was it was third young players it was what they had up coming up the pipeline exactly and now not so much Toronto has
0: had more players picked up on waivers in the last five years than any other team Mm mm-hmm and it's because, like you said, the strength mm-hmm. of those players coming up. Um, but you
1: don't know what Rasmus Sandin is yet. No, you don't know what Rasmus You don't know, know what Timothy, Timothy Lilligren is yet. Okay, the cat.
0: Cat. The the, oh, the, the cat. The brink cat. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. yeah The big cat. Yeah, what what was slash that? Slash tiny cat. The house cat yeah. that scores a lot of goals. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Went, uh, I almost said went to Chicago. Went to the Ottawa Senators for a, a decent Package of picks? Yeah, it was But you got to think that there's other teams that would have been happy to do that. A seventh overall, a 39th overall, and a 2024 third pick. Yep. Third round pick. Yep. Uh, So this is one of these ones where it's weird for both teams for me because Chicago, what are you guys doing? Right. Right? You've still got Taves and Kane, and and there seems to not be clarity in terms of, Reset, retool, rebuild, whatever the 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 word you want to use on it. There doesn't seem to be clarity there. And for Ottawa. Oh, there's lots of clarity in Chicago. They are in the bumble
1: for Berard sweepstakes. Well, they are bumble. firmly, they are firmly the front runners in the bozo for Berard sweepstakes at this Bedard.
0: point.
1: Bedard. I why did I say Berard? We Why interview did I say him. that? Why did I say that? <laughs> I don't know. Bozo um, for Bedard sweepstakes. Yeah,
0: I think. And then the other the other side of it is that Ottawa, like I, I just made fun of teams for having this this attitude, but they already have a lot of really talented undersized players. Yeah, yep. this wasn't what they needed. I don't know that DeBrincat scores forty goals. Probably surrounded not. by yeah. by yeah. what Tim Stutzla? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because who's Who's doing the dirty work? Look, I love the fact that, like I said with Logan Cooley, like I said with Trevor Zegers, I like the fact that the mold is getting thrown out and these younger guys are given some breathing room in the NHL. But for crying out loud, like, you, you, you got, like somebody's got to go to the boards sooner or later. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And, and the amount of tiny guys that can win a board battle is limited to Brendan Gallagher. Mm-hmm. It is him and him alone. And after that, you've got to be over 6'2 to win the board battle. I'd say. Yeah, okay. Anyways, I, so I don't know what Ottawa's doing. It just it seems like such a bizarre thing. Like it just seems like if you've got a car collection and you've got like four Lamborghini Countaches, you're not going around going, "Oh boy, get me a Lamborghini Countach." Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and from Chicago's point of view, like if you're
1: Seth Jones, you're standing there going,
0: "What?" Well, and that's what I mean what? when I say the the clarity with Chicago because he just. Signed that contract last year. Right, right. That was Chicago's indicator of saying, we're going for it again. And then they just. I I mean, I'm not. I'm just
1: just reading tea leaves here. But. Yeah. I I mean, Taves and Kane are on the last year of their deals.
0: Yeah. Put me on a cup contender at the trade deadline.
1: Or before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you. Like, if you're going to tear it down the way they're tearing it down. Yep. Then tear it down. Yep. Tear it down, yeah, because Kane and Taves aren't going to be interested in, in coming back after next year unless unless it's a legacy thing. Unless Taves says, "Yeah, I I really want to be a Chicago Blackhawk for life." I can I, see I, Taves you know, doing it. Yeah, I don't see
0: Kane doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's like, no. All due respect to Taves, like Kane's got a lot more to give. Kane's got a thousand times more to get no, Kane
1: is well, Kane no Kane isn't Kane is still in a, el- a he's an elite winger in the NHL yeah, no I know he's an
0: absolutely elite winger who drives offense for a line but what I'm saying and, is, is and, that Taves K- could be looking at his career and saying ah, it's winding down anyways exactly I, I finish exactly. it off and whereas Kane he turns around and he goes I'm still you know I could still be a top line winger on a Stanley Cup team exactly yeah exactly yeah. yep yep uh Georgiev to the Avalanche for a bucket of picks, third-round pick, and a fifth-round pick, and then a 2023 third-round pick. Good return, good return for the Rangers, I
1: think, and a, very, and a very, very, very good trade for Colorado. The
0: word on the street was that the Rangers wanted more for Georgiev. They wanted yeah. a roster player, a pick, and a prospect, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah, classic yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. trifecta that yeah. every team is going for. There's, there's one little hiccup here, um, which is that Georgiev is, um, uh, how should I put this, not good. I don't think he's not good. So okay. I think he's not great. Here's what I struggle with. Here's what I struggle with with Georgiev. He had flashes of being decent when he was uh, backing up uh, Lungfest, Right. Then Shusterkin came in, took over the net, rightfully so, and Georgiev has looked like an absolute bozo every time that he steps into the net since Shostakhin has come come in. Now, is that... Because between the ears, he is completely screwed and he needs a fresh start and needs like, like, I I guess I'm just basically saying, like, I could be wrong here. Like there could be some like a mitigating factor, which is that, you know, and I could be wrong here. Right. Yeah. But Georgiev meant like, I don't think I've seen any goalie in the NHL let more goals through five hole. Right. Than Georgiev this year. And, And it's not to say. You know, I don't like it when people go, oh, five hole week or this week. But it is to say that, like, it's, it's little things for him. It's like he doesn't drive his knees to the ice, mm. right? Like the most important thing for a goalie decisively, not the most important thing, but a very important thing is that when that shot's coming and you have determined that you're going into the butterfly, drive those knees to the ice. Okay. You don't fall. Okay. You drive them to the ice. I see.
1: Okay. And he's let in
0: goals yep. five hole because he's not driving them to the ice. Okay, This is day one stuff. And it, what it suggests is it suggests double, triple, quadruple guessing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so what should have been an easy save because it went into your, your, your bread basket after you dro- drove your knees to the ice is going through his legs while he's still falling. Okay. It's little stuff like this that really makes me concerned about Georgiev. But look, I was wrong about Kemper. I said that the Colorado Avalanche, I said the Kemper wasn't good enough to win. Right. But then the Colorado Avalanche just said, he is if he doesn't get any shots. Exactly. So
1: maybe Georgiev doesn't he is, get any shots. Yeah, like like if in the third period of game six, uh, we just don't let Tampa touch the puck, it's going to be really hard for them to score. Yeah. So we're going to win. They, I, I think, you know, the Colorado Avalanche just won the Stanley Cup with a goalie who posted the worst save percentage of the salary cap era. <laughs> Right, right. So, yeah. like, it's like, why would you, why would you overspend on a goalie?
0: Yeah. Why
1: would you overspend?
0: Yeah, because a third, a fifth, and a third, two thirds, and a fifth yeah, is, yeah. is it's squad, squat. squad. Yeah. yeah. Deadly squat. yeah. yeah. Uh, last, last trade to talk about, I think it's the last big one on the list yeah. is uh, Ryan McDonough from the Tampa Bay Lightning to the Nashville Predators for Philip Myers and Grant Mismash, Mismash,
1: mismatch. It's a mismatch, and they've got a <laughs> mishmash of players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan McDonough, so salary dump, salary dump, salary Yeah, dump. I know. But and you maybe know what? they get to keep, maybe they can keep a lot now.
0: Maybe they can keep a lot Ryan lot. McDonough. And this is, this is like my hot take. And it's based a lot more on deployment and eye test than it is numbers and all the rest of it. I think McDonough might've been the best defenseman on the lightning in this playoffs. Might've been, uh, when they won the cup the first year. Yeah. John Cooper said he, he could have, he was like a,
1: he was like a, con Smythe candidate yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. But th- this
1: year it's not gonna he's not gonna age well like he's gonna break down yeah was- you know um yeah but this this was just this was just tampa getting things in order yeah so that they can keep try and keep their team together yeah although he was a big part of that team he was a huge, was part, a of that huge part of that and team. He was a huge part of that team. And it was part of the reason why they lost their third line last year because it took them 10 years to get their defense the way it was. Yeah. And now they've got to say, okay, you know what? I, I I think if they win the cup this year, they don't make that trade. Eh, maybe they do. I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's a tough one to say, but I, I really think that this is like, you know, last year they lost the third line. Yeah. I think this hurts more. Good. I think that that's game. the difference between a kick in the shin and a kick in the nuts. Right. One, you go ah, and you grab your shin. The other one, you're just down and out for the count. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I really, yeah. I mean, look, Hedman is a, Hedman is a specimen. He is a specimen that can play twenty five to thirty minutes a night if he want yeah. if you yeah. want him to. Uh, you'd want to rest him in the regular season if you plan on doing that in the playoffs. Hedman is a specimen, but like McDonough took. Yeah. A lot of he heavy did. lifting. He did, he did. And so year. now,
1: so now you're saying, okay, who's going to do that? Is it going to be Ruda? Is it going to be Chernak? You know, is is uh, is, Cal, gonna be- is Cal is going to make yeah. the the progress that we hope he's going to make? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is well, Chernak was his partner for much of the playoffs. Was yeah, McDonough's partner. Yeah, yeah. And so is Chernak now able to be the guy that carries that pairing as mm-hmm. opposed to McDonough carrying that pairing? And right. Chernak, not to take anything away from him. Yeah. Right. Because he obviously played excellent. But anyways,
1: the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's right. Make your first bet up to one thousand dollars. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions re- apply. See show notes for details.
0: All right, let's, let's go. Before we, get to, uh, before we get to free agency, a little look at, at free agency, check out kencampbell.substack.com for all of your writing needs. Lots of great draft coverage while Ken was in Montreal. I don't know how he found time to write on top of all of the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the obligations with fellow writers, going, no, it wasn't. It was, oh, it was with my with wife. wife. Yes. We totally okay. went right. through this. Yeah, obligation with your wife. I had to go
1: cycling. Wife. I had to go to the jazz festival. I had to go to dinner. Oh, I wanted to go to the
0: jazz festival. <laughs> Wait, I told you that the jazz festival was going on. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check out ken underscore campbell twenty seven on Twitter at ken underscore campbell twenty seven. Check out myself at underscore dylan Wah. and check us out also the podcast on Twitter at hockey no filter check us out on youtube leave a review on apple podcast subscribe on apple podcast do do the stuff that uh, that helps that, us bang. with the other stuff but um yeah our reviews are just so lacking on apple podcast but you know what that's all right we uh we we do this for the satisfaction of of doing it
1: correct amando yeah
0: we 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 know we're good we don't need your validation <laughs> <laughs> okay so I would like it yeah i mean <laughs> we would want it a lot. Yeah. But but we're not going to beg. We're not going to beg for Please. it. Please. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So free agents, we're, we've broken this up into top three, like what we think are going to be the top three under the radar signings, the top three absolute anchors of a contract yeah. and the top three uh, best free agents that are on the market that are going to make a lot of uh, impact on their team. So let's start from under the radar signings. There's a lot of them. There's a lot yeah, of, I, 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 yeah, I, I went through the list. And it was co- hard to power it down. I
1: would compare this, this free agent class to this year's draft. Like, no, no, I would yeah. like seriously, like seriously, not, you don't have the superstar quality, but you got a lot of good ones. Yeah. You yeah. got a lot of good ones. And for me, the best kind of like dark horse ones, like, like I love Vincent
0: Trocheck. I love Vincent Trocheck. Oh, he's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Like I love Andrew Cobb yeah like i okay yeah. so i didn't put andrew copp as a dark horse though oh yeah like well i didn't put him on any list i just felt okay. like he was too well known to be a dark horse on my well, list okay i mean so is ricard raquel too too well known too then he's on my list for dark yeah horse. Yeah, yeah yeah and
1: and like a david perron and the reason why i say david perron is because probably saint louis is going to be able to get him on yeah, a hometown yeah. discount yeah and that's great like, okay so give me like your three Brandon then smith like i just gave you a bunch Oh, I thought that I thought we were yeah, doing three. Yeah. Well, I I'm I can't I couldn't get it down to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my three. My three are are gonna be okay. I'll go.
0: Trocheck. Yeah. Trocheck, Kop, and Peron. Yeah, they're good players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're good players, and they might be wanting for contracts after day one. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, my three are Ricard, Raquel, mm-hmm. Brett Kulak. Mm-hmm. And here, here is the bombshell because we we're talking about this a little bit off air. Andrew Hammond. Yeah. Mm. He's a free Isn't agent. He 100? Sorry. Isn't he a hundred? 35. That's hundred. <laughs> Hockey. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I The reason why, like what I kind of weighed out in my mind was what their dollars to impact are going to be. And I think that Andrew Hammond, I think that if somebody takes a league minimum flyer on him, I think that he is going to do well. And I think that he went from being possibly the most overrated goalie in the NHL to being possibly the most underrated goalie in the NHL. Ooh. And this is what happens when goalie nerds like myself start talking a little bit too loudly. Right. We for, like, because Han, Hammond was never as good as his big run in Ottawa. Right. And so all the goalie nerds like myself start going, well, he sucks. He looks terrible. All the rest of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it, and which is true. It's not necessarily like wrong, but then he's, now has a long history of still stopping pucks at a decent rate. Right. Well, so what? So I can turn around and say, he's doing it all wrong. Well, Mickey Mantle had held his bat weird. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's just like, so like, like, so, so anyways, I think that I think the Leafs should get Andrew Hammond. There's my hot take. Okay. I think the Leafs should get Andrew Hammond. I think that he is uh, the answer to their prayers. Okay. Because I just, I don't see him as being worse than the other options out there in net. And he's going to cost a heck of a lot less. Right. You know? Yeah. Anyways. And then Brett Kulak, again, I don't think that he's, I think he's going to cost nothing. Yeah. I think somebody's going to get him for like a mil and a half. Yeah. Those are the guys. he's going to be a second pairing guy. There are so many
1: guys out there that you could just say, this guy's a guy we need to just fill in a niche here, you know? And and there are so many guys like that out there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you want to go to the top three anchor contracts or the top three? Not
1: anchor. Well, yeah, overpaid or like the, 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 the yeah. Yeah, anchor. Well, call, yeah I'm yeah, calling him yeah. an yeah, anchor contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure, sure.
0: All right. Who's your first one?
1: Valerie Natushkin. Yeah. That's oh, a yeah. good one. Somebody's, somebody, I knew uh, you, you were going to
0: pick, pick Natushkin, so I didn't pick him. Somebody,
1: in da- and it's probably going to be Dallas is over, going to overpay that guy big yeah. time. Yeah. Based on a really good playoff. Yeah. He's still Valerie Natushkin yeah. and he's good and he's had a, he had a career year and everything, but.
0: Oh, he's better than the guy prime. that didn't score. Yeah. And he's not as good as the guy that yeah. was in the playoffs this yeah. year. Yeah. He's Valerie Nikchushkin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. My first one on the list, Ben Sherratt. Okay. I think that GMs are still... Do you think that, though, after that playoff... You want to know why? <laughs> do you want to know why? Yes. Because, because do you want to know why? Because I'm know idiot. I do want to know why. I'm- I do
1: want to know why. <laughs> You asked me three times, so I thought I had to answer. Three okay, times.
0: well, you know, Jacob Two Two is not enough for me. I'm Dylan Three Three, um, and I wrote a rhyme about it. Apparently, okay, I'm the idiot that thought Ristolainen would be a good pickup because, of course, GMs know that he's not very good. Yeah, and then he got a five-year contract. Yeah. and and Ben Schrott is nothing if not a slightly better Ristolainen. So if his agent is going and being like, "Oh, Ristolainen is a comparable," which is a good comparable, to be honest. Yeah, but comparables, He'll get paid. comparables, and unrestricted free agency that they don't put. I don't think GMs put a lot of stock okay. Into okay, it. so Ristolainen was a mid-year signing, an extension, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Free yeah. agency costs yeah. you either an extra million or an extra year. Yeah. What yeah. What do you want for Ben Chirico? The extra million on Ristolainen or the extra yeah, yeah, year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're like the same age. You know, they have the same style of game, right? Anyways, mm-hmm. I just Ben Sherrod is just gonna. Oh man, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Who, who's who's next on your list? Ilya Makiev. Oh, I almost put him as under the radar. I almost put him as as one oh, of my really? top okay. under the radars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me why Ilya Makiev? Just because. Just because he's fast. <laughs> well, what do you and, think? You and, think that the team's going to overpay him a
1: lot? Yeah, I do. I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get more money in term than he would have because he played Toronto. And people, I feel like he people, doesn't
0: quite have the points counts to to yeah. really dictate that. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you wait. I like um, him as a
0: player a lot. Though.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You do, eh? Okay.
0: I do, but I mean like the thing about him in Toronto is that he's just more of what Toronto doesn't need.
1: Right. right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Much like to bring it going to but Ottawa. But I think, I think Toronto has basically said, yeah, we we're just
1: we're going to move on.
0: Thanks for the memories. Yeah, we're going to yeah. move on here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my second is Evander Kane. That he was my third. Okay. <laughs> or or three I had 3A and 3B. I've got actually I've got a 3A3. <laughs> no. Not on this one. I've only got I've got three though. Yeah. Uh, Evander Kane, he. Well, you you take it take it away, Ken.
1: Well, you don't have to say anything.
0: Yeah, you he's really got don't. he's got a I shelf mean, life. Yeah, yeah. He kept his nose clean for four months, and now yeah. he's going to get yeah. another three year contract. Yeah, yeah. At a decent money. Yeah. 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 That's what what do you say about him? Mm-hmm. All right, who's your third? Well, that was Evander Kane. Claude Drew. Bo Drew, that's a good one. That's a He's very gonna good one. He's going to get
1: wildly overpaid and overturned.
0: I know, for a guy that's 34 very now? 34. Yeah,
1: yeah. poof. I, I I would stay away, uh, far, far away from that.
0: Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Two years ago, we've had a flat salary now for a few years now, right? Fairly flat, yeah. 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 I mean, um, yeah. we're going up a million bucks it's this gonna, year. It's going to go up. It's going to go back up. Two years ago. Jakob Markström got signed for $6 million by five years. And he came off of a outstanding season in Vancouver mm-hmm. where he had three or four good seasons that were a little bit hampered by injury, but, but then kind of put it all together and had an outstanding season. He was always looking good throughout his whole career. And then he looked great. And then uh, Calgary paid him. The word on that contract was, Ah, maybe too much term. That's a lot of money to give to a guy that's only had one good season. The rumor, according to Elliott Friedman, is that Jack Campbell is going to get five by five. Good for him. Well, he doesn't have a Vesna. Nope. Not to say that the Vezna is the only thing that matters. He His best season... It's not even close to Markstrom's best season. Well, his best season was- And his, the salary cap is more constrained now yeah. than it was when Markstrom he signed. Would've, he would have
1: had a really good season if a season had been like way back Two in months. like the 1890s when there used to be like a Stanley Cup winner every three months. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. Jack, I, I almost did Darcy Kemper, but then I thought, I don't know that Kemper's gonna get five times five. And Jack Campbell- in fairness, I think is the best goalie of this free agent class. Okay. But five times five in a more constrained salary cap than Jakob Markstrom getting six times five? Yeah, but you know what? I mean, you had questions about
1: that, and maybe... maybe- Jack Campbell is worth. No, that. I
0: liked. I liked the Markstrom sign. Oh,
1: did you? Yeah. Yeah. Personally, okay. I
0: liked it. I'm just saying that there's yeah, a yeah. narrative about yeah. it that yeah. that uh, yeah. that uh, it was a lot of money and a lot of term um, for a guy that was, you know, he was 27, I think, when he signed that. Yeah. Markstrom was. He's 27, and Jack Campbell's older. He's 29. Yeah, and he's only played 100 NHL games. Like, yeah, this
1: year, he had played his 100th NHL game. Whew,
0: send out the pewter stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of myself for coming up nice. with that one off Good the cuff. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, top three uh, free agents for impact. I think we probably both have number one. It's got to be the same guy. Yeah, Johnny Goodrow. Johnny Goodrow. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is Johnny Hockey? You know what's weird? He's going like 120 you know, points this year. You
1: know what's weird is like. Tell me. After the draft, um, you go by the rail and the GMs talk to you and stuff. Retro Living seemed seemed. Shock, no, no! Shockingly, surprisingly confident that they could still get something done with J- Johnny Gaudreau. I do, and, think and I don't that know. He I wants
0: to be there. I
1: don't know if that's like high in the sky, like being hopeful, or <laughs> if there was a real basis to it. Your but hubris but,
0: will be your downfall. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it was surpri- He was surprisingly like upbeat about the possibility of them resigning him.
0: I I think. That, but if you've gone this far, don't you go the distance if you're Johnny Gaudreau now? Oh, yeah. Like, if you've gone this far, like, come on. You know, my mom had a story about buying a car where she went to a car salesman who said, uh, who said, how many, how many dealerships have you been to today? And she said, this is my first one. And he said, go to all the rest. Tell me what numbers you get and come back and tell me. That might be the the route with Johnny Goudreau. Might be, Where Brad Tree Living, like the thing is, is that there seems to be a situation where once you go to free agency, you've resigned it in your mind that you're not going back to that team. Right. But if Tree Living's pretty confident in the number that he's offering Goudreau, confident in the fact that Goudreau wants to play there, which I think that he does.
1: Does it become like a Stephen Stamkos thing where, where, you know, he goes, he looks around and he goes- You take a peek. Yeah, grass is still pretty green here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, Yeah. Okay. Uh Second one, we're probably agreed as well. Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Nazim Kadri. Yeah. What's there to say about Nazem Kadri?
1: Well, but he might get into the overpaid guy too. You
0: know what? He might not get into overpaid, but he might, he'll almost definitely get overterm.
1: Yeah. Overterm. Yeah. 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 Oof. He's getting seven. He's getting yeah. 100%. Seven. Yeah, wherever he's, getting he goes, seven. he's getting seven. Yeah. 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 So now yeah. if
0: you did that as like seven by five or seven times six in order to keep the AAV down, right. Then. You've got my attention. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you're going seven by eight or seven by seven, even. Well, thirty-one uh, year old guy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot, but I mean, there's no denying his impact on the ice. Yeah. There's no denying that his teammates like him. He's good in the room. He's good on the ice. And so now, do you Guys go, like to go to now? War do you with him. go
1: now? Do you go? And now do you say, okay, he's he's he got it. He's got it. Like he's not going back to what he was. This is what he is. He's figured it out. He's going to be this guy for the rest of his career. No, no, you you see,
0: no, you see you're, you're laboring under a misconception here. He hasn't changed. The difference is that he's not on Toronto. So the refs don't hate him anymore.
1: Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. That's why, because the (laughs) NHL would not ever want Toronto to win. Like that would just be the worst thing for hockey uh, in ever. Yeah. So the NHL has it in for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, anyways, I, I,
0: I think that I think that there's a little bit of luck of the draw here. And so I did joke about Toronto just now. But what I will say, and it's not a refs thing, what I will say is that on Toronto, he felt a, I think, I'm just guessing here, he felt a profound need to be the guy that stands up, the guy that does something when yeah. nobody else will. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that he felt that same need. On the mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know if it's as much as him getting it or him not feeling like he needs to push himself yeah. so much to yeah. be yeah. that guy, yeah. and it allows yeah. him to play his game. Okay,
1: so if you if you go by that, you know, if you if you subscribe to that lo- to that logic, yeah, you go, well, he's going to sign a great big deal for a lot of money and a lot of term. He's going to want to go in there and make it look and like make he's, sure that yeah. he's he's yeah, making yeah. his money. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, who's your third? Because I did two for three. I did a 3A and a 3B, and I'll just take whoever you didn't take. Uh, i got Andre Palat. Okay, Palat was my 3A. And who's your 3B? John Klingberg. I can't read your writing. What is this?
1: It is... <laughs> it's almost as it bad is as mine. Johnny word. Gaudreau,
0: Nazem oh, Kadri, yeah, there you go. Andre Palat, John, John Klingberg. Klingberg. That's funny. Wah! Mind blown. It's almost like... They're all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that even the most casual hockey fan could have come up with this list there. I guess, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're maybe, not special. Maybe we're, maybe we're giving ourselves a little too much credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then there I was and, you know, com- computing and compositing all of the information available. And I thought, gee, Palat and Klingberg, <laughs> they hockey good, don't they? <laughs> okay, so Palat's the obvious one. I mean, he was the second line center, even a first line center for a long time in Tampa Bay's latest Stanley Cup run. Palat's the obvious one, but I'm really curious as to why you put Klingberg on that list. Just because he's he's, he's,
1: he's I think Dallas is going to really, really miss him. I think Dallas is going to really feel the pain, yeah. when he goes. Yeah, yeah, I, I just I just love the way he plays, both ends of the ice. Hard nosed guy plays, yeah. you know, plays it, plays the game right. I, I just, I just, I, I think he's gonna be a stud somewhere. I think, like, he would be a guy that I, that if I were looking for, a, that, that would be the guy that I would throw the bank at.
0: So the rumor is, is that Dallas is interested in Jeff Petrie, right, as their Klingberg replacement.
1: And good luck with that.
0: Well, so here, here's what I, I say about that. Petrie is better defensively than he's ever given credit for. Mm-hmm. He's excellent in transition. One year when I was watching the internal skills competition for the Montreal Canadians, Petrie was the second fastest skater on the team. Mm. So he is an excellent skater. He's excellent in transition. He's good in his own end and he's good offensively, not great offensively, not great in his own end, but good. Right. You'd, you'd say league average. And then his, you know, he's got his excellent strengths. Klingberg has that unique ability. Now it's it's maybe rendered moot because Miro Heiskanen has the same ability. Right, right. But Klingberg has that unique ability to get the puck on his stick and Subban had this in his day and Carlson had this in his day and I, I don't like Brent Burns never really had this, right? He Has the ability to get the puck on his stick in the defensive zone and just off he goes.
1: Well, and that's why I'm suggesting Dallas is going to miss that because it's so important. Yeah. It's so important to get, like you can have good forwards, but if you don't have somebody who's going to get the puck up to them or, or get it out of your zone and get it into transition,
0: you're, you're, you're hooped, man. But even beyond just the transition and out of the zone, that guy that can just take the puck and skate it to the offensive zone and put an actual scoring chance on that. Not just a shot, not just a slap shot from the blue line a line change or something stupid like that. Like an actual, like, you know, somebody that's dynamic to that extent, it's just like when people compare it to Patrice Bergeron and they go, oh, this guy's just like Patrice Bergeron. It's like, no, he's not. Yeah. He has some of the markings of Patrice Bergeron, but he can't do that. And, and Jeff Petrie, feel like he's got the skills to do that but i don't know that he's got the mind or he's wired to do that and i don't know if the body's willing at this point yeah that's a good that's a very good question yeah, yeah. um but anyways my my point is just say i i do i think that john klingberg on the right team will have such a fantastic yeah. um uh impact mm-hmm. on the ice yep. and you know to your point about have the best forwards you need somebody to get them to puck to your point about that, I always say Max Pacioretty never scored less than 30 goals until the year that Markov left the Montreal Canadiens. Right, right. Left winger. Right. Left defenseman. Yep. yep. All of a sudden he scores 20 goals. He scored 39 two years earlier. Right, right. Gee, I wonder what happened. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. He didn't get his. He didn't get a puck Dougie on his Hamilton. on his tape all year. They signed Dougie
1: Hamilton when they signed him. Like it's right. like we've got all these talented forwards. We got to have
0: somebody who gets them the puck. They signed Dougie Hamilton. All of a sudden, Jack Hughes has a breakout yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. I wonder yep. if the two uh, could be definitely. related. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to you want to touch on or
1: I don't
0: know. Oh, it's a long. Well, it's actually not that long. Yeah. Yeah. Free agency in two days. We've got that'll be
1: exciting. Tration. That's.
0: Yeah. No, I think we're good. All right. Well, check out Ken Substack. You can get this episode directly into your inbox. Or in, and, of course, you can get all of Ken's writing. Kencamel.substack.com Check out Hockey Unfiltered on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Google Podcasts. Check us out on CastBox Podcasts. Okay, well, I'm done with that. And, of course, <laughs> please subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. And, uh, you know, drop us a line. We, we read them, folks. We read them. You write them, you got to you got to you got to write them to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh-